This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening, you're with Lee Chui Lin and tonight we're talking about a new trend of teachers using students as content for social media. So first, we're going to talk about where this has come from and what the pros and cons are. And then later, we explore whether there is actually a right way to post about children online. Let us know, should teachers be using students as social media content? You can call 7733-2900, tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U-Mobile number 018-789-8899. This is Inside Story. Is 608. So today's story, actually, this is not today on Twitter, but it does begin there because uh, yesterday, a Twitter user, Mum of KL, took to the platform to talk about her concern over a TikTok video that she had received through WhatsApp. Now, the video was posted by someone who is a teacher. Their username is at NotKiwi, and it's been deleted, um, but it was titled, What's in My Student's School Bag? And in it, the teacher can be seen carrying out what is a sort of fun and playful spot check, taking out certain items from her students' bags like pencil cases, books, lunchboxes, vitamins. It is worth saying that in this instance, the classroom was empty. So it wasn't as if there were students there. She was sort of going through their bags in what looked like an empty class. So I think that was part of the problem. Uh, but Mom of KL added that upon researching the teacher on TikTok, she found that the teacher had 1.5 million followers. Almost every video posted features her students, whether individually or in groups. And... Um, she then tagged the education minister, Fadlina Sidik, and asked whether these sorts of actions are allowed. And that's where we find ourselves because there were people who were already familiar with the, the teacher on TikTok and came to her defence saying, look, I'm sure she has her students' uh, parents' consent. Her students seem to love her. It's aligned with gentle parenting. Um, others saying, look, I mean, you know, it's the teacher's responsibility to get to know the students closely. There's nothing wrong if there's a spot check. The teacher has the right to know. But there were also people who were deeply unhappy saying that, Privacy is very important. Uh, this TikTok trend has to be stopped. The MOE should be releasing guidelines to stop these things before parents sue the school um, and KPM for a breach of trust or privacy. Similarly, another person says um, that consent given by parents is only applicable when schools want to use students' photos for school-related events only. So clearly, there are a couple of things happening here. Firstly, obviously, there is a market for this, right? Um 1.5 million followers, meaning people want to see content of a teacher interacting with her students. But that other question about privacy and what it means, I think is also very much worth exploring. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, we're going to be hearing from a teacher very shortly, but let us know, do you think students, uh, do you think teachers should be using students as social media content? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note to 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bias Free Media, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
It is 6.12 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn. Today we are talking about whether teachers should be using students as social media content, posting photos and videos of them. You can let us know. Uh, what do you think? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note to 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now to talk about this is Siti Rahayu, a teacher and co-founder of Buku Jalanan Chowkid. Rahayu, thanks for speaking with us. So, what did you make of this particular video of a teacher who recorded herself going through her student school bags, as well as the divisive responses it has gotten? Hi. Uh, first of all, Ryan, I believe that um, children protection is the most important thing um, in today's world, right? Because children are so vulnerable. And usually, right, um, it is quite a thin line of what can and what cannot, you know. And then for, for children, right, whatever it is, it's involved consent, but you need to really educate the child on what is consent, what is not, what is can, what is cannot. But but the, the problem is that who are the party, who are the actors who are involved in educating the children? The best is that we always know is responsible adults and responsible adults in, in, in school compound is always teachers. So, you know, back to your question, right? If Imagine if when your parents send children to school, we thought that our children would be safe there because they're responsible adults who we trust. The same goes to children. Children trust teachers a lot. But what if school did not accommodate to that? And I actually, right, happened to read all the, the command. Um, I think children's protection in Malaysia is still, uh, yeah, because, right, we, we cannot distinguish and we did not really define what is safe for a child. Because some of them saying that, oh, of course, the um, everyone know the teacher, she got a lot of um, followers. And what if the parents like it? Yeah, yeah, I know sometimes right, parents post about children, about their child and everything. In a belief that, oh, they're my children, so it's up to me. It, it is not like that. Children consent, right, is, is something that you really need to um, well educate the child. For them to be able to, say, to, be able to feel safe, and to be able to be protected. I think most of the time, right, adult thinks that a child wouldn't know best and cannot decide on what is safe for them and what is not. We always thought that we are the protector. We're not. We are there to guide, something like that. So um, for me, right, I think what the teachers are doing, right, this, this is the things about the social media worlds and the, about content creating, right? Somehow we thought that it is okay. Well, it's not okay. And for me, right, for the teacher to go through the child's back, even if, for example, was she recording that the child is somewhere at, at the back and it's not inside the camera, but the child is at present, I think it is not appropriate because, right, what you do, you're a teacher. What you do will be replicated by the society thinking that, oh, that teacher do that? Oh, that must be okay. So, yeah, I don't really agree with the act of the teachers. Um, teachers are supposed to protect students, not exposing them into a, a bigger ocean of harm. And how have children been handling this phenomenon of teachers being on TikTok? Are they receptive towards it? Yeah, children nowadays are more receptive. For example, right, I think if a teacher uh, in a classroom setting and then started opening their phone camera, right, there will be children who would jump in into the frame and would want to be 
in the teacher's camera. It is definite, I think. A lot of children are like that because they think they think that, oh, this is cool. This is the thing that people do. For example, TikTok, right? For, uh, let's say a, a teacher asks, okay, uh, let us do a TikTok video, the, the one that people are trending nowadays, right? So definitely children will be excited. Yeah, but then again, it is the it is you, the teacher, who is the responsible adult who should fight for the protection of the child, who should fight for the security of the child. That's why you are there as, as the adults there to, to guide along the conversation. This uh, It is a very interesting time for all the teachers as well. You know, might be from here, right? Teachers can take it as, oh, this is what we should do. You know, while you're teaching English, while you're teaching mathematics, science, or anything, or Bahasa Melayu, right? You can relate it to the class. Oh, this is a thing that we should do when we went to the social media. This is a time, interesting time for us to teach the children on consent, on protection, on safety. You know, if, if we take it that way. And what about parents? Where should they come into the picture? Social media worlds, right? And social media time right now. It's something which is really interesting. You can get connected easily. You can learn things easily. But there is no definite guideline for everyone of what can and what cannot on what's fake and what's real and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Sometimes parents themselves, right, have posted about their children, which somehow it can um, harm and danger the child. Um, I remember I put a picture of my daughter and her school uh, because my daughter stay in hostel, right? So uh, during the first day when she was in Form 4, she just enrolled to the school. We took a picture and then um, that's a, a batch, a school batch, right? So... People can identify where my daughter uh, went to. And I have this discussion with my daughter on, is it safe for people to know where she go to school to? Can I post that? And I think like, yeah, at that time, my daughter was 16. So the conversation was quite uh, matured and guided enough, right? So we decided, yeah, let us post that. But right, it is time also for parents to to have this kind of conversations with the children. Oh, Bandini can be posted. Oh, Bandini cannot be posted because we need to ask our children and bring our children along with the conversations on this. So I, I think, right, as a parent, whether, um, might be it's norm for you if you are a content creator parents, but I really want to ask a lot of parents out there as well who they post it about the children's every day. Some have their children's uh, social media account handled by them, right? I really want to ask them whether they really discuss with their children, whether their children are really happy about it. I saw a lot of, in Malaysia as well, the celebrity children's, right? Um, they posted a lot of pictures of their children's and some comments by the children are very harmful and not appropriate for a child. So who are there to control to set up the guideline of what can and what cannot, especially when that is the person child, you know, um, parents always believe that they have authority over their children. That is, I think, the norms and the cultural standing in our country. So yeah, it's it's quite, I think, an interesting conversation for us to start having it. So you know, from here, we can have a new set of regulations on children protection and safety, yeah. As a teacher, do you think there are any benefits to using platforms like TikTok for the school or education or teaching in general? Um, I do think that this is the world of social media and this is the world of TikTok. 
you know, people win election through TikTok. I learned a lot of the, through TikToks as well. I learned all the cooking skill in TikTok as well. And definitely teachers can benefit from that. Students can benefit from that. But there should be a regulation. Teachers need to understand the word consent, guidelines, regulations. Is it beneficial that you're doing it? Is it beneficial or will it be harmful to the child? And if there's harmful comment or anything that leads to something bad for the children, what is the countermeasure of it? Do teachers really have training on how to navigate through the social media when it comes to the safety of your child, of your children, of your students? So that's among the important things. I, do, I, I don't want to 101% to be that conservative and saying that teachers and students shouldn't uh, get involved in social media. I, I, I mean, hey, this is um, a good learning platform, but on how you use it, what kind of regulations that you abide by, what kind of safety measure are you taking into making your experience learning and teaching through social media can be a beneficial to the children and to your students, yeah. Have you seen any uh, sort of content that you think resonates more or better? I'm not that exposed, actually. Um, I have to admit here in this interview that I'm too, I'm, I'm kind of old, boring aunties, you know, who only watch cooking videos on social media. So I'm not that really exposed to any teacher's video. I know there will be a lot of good content out there. I'm so sorry for all the teachers who I did not do justice to. But I think there's this one teacher who teach pronunciations uh, and then they pronounce it uh, with his student. I think I think that's quite good. But like I say, I don't do justice because I don't really, exp- I'm not really exposed to the content, yeah. Right. But I mean, okay, so for on your end then, what are some considerations you make when you put up videos that may involve uh, school or student-related matters? Okay, um, um, you know that I'm affiliated to Guku Jalana Chowkit, right? So we have an organization uh, and school for stateless children and undocumented children and children who have a problem with all this documentation matters, right? So we really protect our children. For example, in Guku Jalana, we always try to um, somehow hide the identity of our children, all their face and everything. We always, uh, for example, if we have media coverage, right, we always uh, told them to to keep the angle of the camera, not to enable people to identify who the children are. And I think, right, before you posted um, anything about children, especially school teachers, right, you really need to have consent form where it is read by both parties and the children need to be able to assign to it. So um, for Buku Jalan and Chokit, that's what, uh, that's other things that we do. And uh, me, myself, right, um, before I posted anything, even even about my daughter, right, it will always be with her consent first. Yeah, it is like, you know, when you work, right, you want to post anything, you show it to your superior to see whether this is a goal content or not. I, I think that should be the same in regard to children. You need to ask them first whether... It is okay for them to post this. You, you yourself, ask ask yourself right, whether oh, Gamadi Chanti can be posted or not. So the same goes to children. So in closing, do you think that the MOE should be the ones to release social media guidelines for teachers to abide? I have 
this conversation with um an officer from MOE from Wadi Fadlina Siddiq's team, I think, on uh, the concern. I do think there's certain concern that YBM herself is taking. If you read through her content, right, when she posted uh, the picture of the children, I think her team too uh, asked the children for consensus. And I um, had to say, um, I am a person who, when I say we need regulation, right, I don't think I am so much into a very control mechanism of certain things, full control mechanism. I do think school need to be given autonomy um, to decide what's best and what suits the school character. You know, school in Sabah, school in Kuala Lumpur, school in Kedah might have different view on how things are done, you know. So, but MOE need to have a general rule at least so that um, teachers and students are both protected. In this case, right, the teacher is not protected. She herself, when she posted that, right, she herself is not protected. So a regulation that will ensure both children and both teachers are protected, I think, is needed. But not to the point that, oh, a circular come out that teachers cannot hold cameras in school or in classroom, you know, something like that. It should be a, a compassionate regulation where it will be able to protect and deliver uh, meaningful and also beneficial results to both parties. Yeah. Rahayu, thank you so much for speaking with us. That was Siti Rahayu, a teacher and co-founder of Buku Jalanan Chowkit, talking about teachers using their students as content on social media. Now, this has come up because of a recent video that's been making the rounds showing a teacher kind of conducting an impromptu spot check uh, on on school bags in a classroom. But more broadly, I mean, this is an entire social media genre on its own, particularly on TikTok. And so I think the question is, how do we feel about this? How do we feel about teachers taking photos, uh, taking videos even, and posting it online of students in their classroom? Is this something you're comfortable with? Um, Is privacy a concern? Let us know. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note uh, to zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can drop us a WhatsApp there as well, and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bold, fearless Malaysia. BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. It is 6.38 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn. Our show today is all about teachers using social media, specifically with their students as content. In other words, posting photos or videos of their students. And we're asking you whether you think this is right, whether this is something you're comfortable with or not so much. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 18 and tweet us at BFM Radio just to say that this is in relation to a recent TikTok video that went viral um, showing a teacher conducting a sort of spot check of sorts in a classroom on students' bags. Um, But really, it is kind of a wider trend than that. So that's what we're exploring. Now, I think we do have a caller on the line with us. We've got Mohammed. Mohammed, good evening. What are your thoughts? Hi, good evening, Lynn. Yeah, I have my thought on this is that it's, uh, there's two very distinct matters here. One 
is the role of a teacher in a classroom teaching her his or her students. Mm -hmm. And the second is the use of technology such as TikTok to create content for a general pool of students outside. My view is that if a teacher is assigned to a class at a school, he or she should focus the entire time in that classroom to teach the students in that classroom. And however, if a teacher wants to create content, whether it's for TikTok or any other social media, it should be done at a different time. And the students who participate in that video, the teacher should be able to get the explicit consent from the parents involved. See, what the problem arises when teachers fuse these two, they are in the class with their students, and then they also want to create TikTok. And what makes it worse is that, number one, that TikTok account probably belongs to an individual, the teacher himself or herself. It's not an official account of the school. And second, imagine a classroom of 30 students, and 20 students, 25 students feel comfortable being in the video, and there are five students who do not feel comfortable. But then they would hesitate to speak up because then they would feel what, uh, they would not feel right to do it, and they're worried about the implication of not wanting to participate. So I think that to start off with, the teachers should not put students into this position, and teachers should not be using their time in the classroom for their own personal content. However, I am not against teachers creating content at any other time for the general pool of students outside. Uh, Mohammed, I agree with you. I think that you make a lot of good points. I wanted to ask you, though, do you think we can put the genie back in the bottle? Because the teacher we're talking about has over a million followers. And so clearly there's there's a market. And when there's a market, there's like, you know, more demand for this content and people feel, yeah, um, you know, this is what the people want. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible because at the end of the day, it's all about uh, rules and guidelines that teachers have to follow. Teachers have to set examples for their students. So I think that whatever has happened before, it's, it's something of the past. We should look forward. I think the education minister and the ministry as a whole should look into this urgently and tell teachers that they are not allowed to create content for their own personal uh, accounts because the one that, then the teachers may have a conflict of interest. They would be more focused on wanting to create content during the class times because there are students in the class who probably would need more attention and teachers normally would have more time, but now some teachers are probably preoccupied in wanting to create content. So I think this would be detrimental to the students in the school if it's done during regular classroom hours. Mohammed, thank you so much for calling and sharing. I, I think that that's a very common sense approach. Um, and I, I really appreciate you bringing up the point about student comfort because actually the point about comfort and consent is coming through in a number of different messages as well, which we'll get to. But I think your example of how in a classroom of 30, if you have 90% over students who are comfortable with it, but some are not, whether they feel comfortable voicing it out, um, whether peer pressure, whether, you know, all these different things. I, I think it's a very good point. And actually that thing about the, the teacher being the adult in the situation is something that other people are bringing up. Bernard, for example, says children are too young to give consent. And I think um, this, is, this is interesting because generally in the ways that we typically use the word consent, I think um, it's this is legally true. But when we talk about how to talk to kids about consent, you know, it starts at a very young age and it does start with things like this because it is 
privacy, it is your image, it's all these different things. The thing about too young that interests me is whether or not we are able to accurately convey how potentially damaging or potentially problematic it can be. And I think a lot of us don't always have the firmest grasp, actually, of how widespread something can go online. And so if that applies for adults, what more for children? And and that, at least, is where my concern lies. We do have someone who is um, not not so much, uh, or perhaps more in favour of it. Charlotte saying, I think whether we like it or not, students now will be using social media and generating a lot of content, so why can't teachers use it in more creative ways? The question about safety and privacy is probably something to be agreed upon between school parents and teachers. To be fair, students themselves, some parents, are always posting and generating lots of public content online. This teacher happens to be one of the more popular ones, thus gaining massive attention. But if we're focusing on privacy and safety, then it should be something that is implemented or adhered to across the board. Instead of saying teachers shouldn't or can't do this, maybe more effort should be put on encouraging constructive and positive content. Young children now aim to be YouTubers, influencers. Perhaps as adults, we should learn to understand them and social media better and create a positive influence. Charlotte, I... I absolutely see where you're going with this. I think, though, that there is a difference between students using social media for themselves and making content of themselves and someone else with potentially a larger following doing that. And and that distinction is also tough because if you're going to say that, you know, this is something that we can collectively agree on, schools, parents, teachers, I, I don't know whether there is such a thing as a blanket agreement and that has to do with, you know, people creating different sorts of things, teachers wanting to do different sorts of things. But I agree that teachers, there shouldn't be an outright ban on teachers using social media. It, it's quite clear that it can be beneficial. People can um, people can share different teaching techniques, things that have worked for them. It, it, there are a lot of obvious benefits. Just, I think the question is, how and how we're doing it. Dina Karen says, is the teacher monetizing these TikTok videos? So I don't know. Um, and actually looking at the this specific teacher's TikTok, um, I, I think at the moment a lot of the videos have been removed. In general though, if we look across the board, and if I just speak more generally, I think this is actually a deceptively difficult question because if you are not monetizing the specific TikTok videos with students, does it then mean that you're not monetizing off of the popularity they gave you in other videos, right? Because you might not be monetizing the videos that they are actually in. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not building a, a brand or monetization off of having students in your content in general. And, and I think that that's an example of what I'm trying to get at with how how complicated the conversation can eventually become. Keep those thoughts coming, though. We are asking, um, should teachers be using students as social media content? F taking photos, taking videos, posting it online. This is something that increasingly we see teachers doing. Let us know. What do you think? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note to zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can send us a WhatsApp also, and tweet us at BFM Radio. Boosting female ministers. BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. 
It's 7.07. You're listening to Inside Story with Lynn. It is at this point in the show that I usually do a little recap about what we've been talking about today. So uh, this originated on Twitter, but its roots go deeper than that. Um, essentially, a video from TikTok, I know, went viral on Twitter, um, in which a teacher... Uh, released a video showing herself carrying out what looks like a spot check, um, taking out items from her students' bags like pencil cases, vitamins, lunch boxes, uh, in some cases popping some gummies. And so this, of course, opened up a bunch of questions about privacy, but also it, it did surface the point about how do we feel about teachers posting about their students online, particularly on social media like TikTok. And that's essentially the question that we've been posing to you. Should teachers be using students as social media content? Because it is happening, not just here, but in general, it's something we've seen. You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note to 018-789-8899. You can drop a WhatsApp there also and tweet us at BFM Radio. So back to the messages. Okay, I will say thus far, we have had one message earlier saying that look, everybody is already doing social media, so what's the harm? Or rather, what's the harm if teachers are using it positively? In general, though, I think that the broad consensus does seem to be that this is a concern. Um, Alvin says... I think these teachers are just exploiting the kids for content to make themselves famous. Uh, I wouldn't name who, but I'm sure many would already know by now. Can you imagine if this trend were to catch on? Doctors would be creating content rather than saving lives, police taking videos rather than catching criminals, and worst, schools are not taking action because it's free marketing for them. Alvin, you bring up an interesting point because actually doctors, police, um, all sorts of professions already use TikTok behind the scenes or, you know, to to post content. We see it all the time and it's recognizable right in the case of doctors you can tell it's the it's the white coats obviously but it's also the hospital background and it's not just medical stuff they might do you know the dance challenges things like that i guess the distinction to be made here is that when doctors do that or if they do more informational directly talking to the camera content it is often without their patient, which is what you're pointing out, right? Um, similarly with police or with whoever else, um, from any profession really, half the time it's just themselves doing something with their colleagues or just talking to the camera. The difference here is that fundamentally kids are cute and that's the appeal of having them on social media. It is also clearly obviously the danger. So I, I think that's the distinction here. Jason meanwhile says, um, if we're discussing the same teacher with the video featuring students shouting emotional damage, uh, I'm not going to say it the way I know I should say it, but anyway, um, Jason says, then there are two thoughts here. If the video does not show the student's face, I think it's fine. If it features the student's face, it could lead to potential risk that students would be targeted for nefarious reasons. So to sum it up, no face, okay. With face, not okay, especially young students. Jason, interesting. I, I think that... Um, that is getting pretty close to the description that I had earlier of doctors doing dances in hospitals, which people don't generally begrudge them because, you know, everybody has breaks and can use those breaks however they want. So 
in this case, in your example, it would be teachers making content in the classroom, but not necessarily featuring their students. And I think that's fine. Um, although then we do have listeners who are worried about teachers not using their classroom time correctly, but that that is a slightly separate conversation. Naga says, In a fast-changing world, social media plays an all-important role, including in education. These developments are inevitable. So where do we draw the line? Um, can we ban such postings in primary school and monitor the content among secondary schools? As teachers, they should do the right thing, and that is what is expected of them. So I think... Um, the question of what posting, uh, when we say such postings, right, what do we mean? Because a primary school teacher could do a, a video or a photo, uh, do a video, for example, without their students. Um, and I don't know whether, whether what we're saying now is essentially that younger kids shouldn't have their faces on video, but that older students can. Perhaps that's the case, um, but I think all of it does need to happen with ongoing conversations about consent because younger children may not have the ability to give clear consent, but it doesn't mean that they're not already aware of social media and that could be from their parents, which is a whole other thing. So yeah, I, I think that that's maybe a potential starting point. Um, Kai Ling says students can be a part of teachers' social media content, but not for commercial purposes. For example, capturing students who are doing exams and posting it without permission by the marketing department. Um, so Kai Ling, I guess what I'm curious about is... Um, are you fully comfortable with students being, you know, having their faces on their teachers' social media as long as it's not monetized? Uh, if you can get back in touch and clarify, that would be great. Um, we also have, ooh, I like this point from Angeline, who is saying, one thing we haven't talked about is digital literacy, which I can't say Malaysia is strong with. We should be raising the awareness of both children and adults about digital etiquette, as well as the risks of cyberspace. I think having good digital literacy in Malaysia will help how we treat and handle children on online, and if we need to regulate this. I think it's important not to over-regulate the online space. Angeline, I think that, that is a, that's a sweet spot. So far... Even our guest earlier, Siti Rahayu, was not entirely in favour of over-regulation, not just of online spaces, but of schools. And so I, I agree that I don't think we want to be too heavy-handed here. The question then becomes, how do you balance not being too heavy-handed while ensuring that people do what's right? I think digital education is, is a big part of that and catering it for different ages so that people actually get it. Um, Keep those thoughts coming. We're asking you whether teachers should be using students as social media content. Um, so far, people not in favour. Uh, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note to zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we've got a short segment about broader concerns around putting children online um, from the perspective of parents. So do keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Break from monotony, BFM 89.9. It is 7.16. You're listening to Inside Story with Lynn. Our subject today is about teachers, students and social media because the question is, should teachers be using students as social media content, whether photos or videos? 
If you'd like to weigh in, you can call 7733-2900, send a voice note to 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, briefly, um, we have been talking a lot about consent, but we are also, I, I guess, wanting to extend the conversation to the ethics of posting about children online in general, even by their own parents. And last month, BFM's Lim Suen spoke to Najmin Tajuddin from Makshik, which is a Malaysian-based online parenting site for urban parents, and they spoke about this exact thing, parents putting content of their kids online. So, to start off, when asked about the concerns that parents have over sharing their kids online, here's what Najmin had to say. I think as parents, we do get bombarded with headlines on the dangers of social media. So at some basic level, we do have concerns about the content that we are sharing about ourselves and our families online. And the truth is, the nature of social media is that when it is public and when your posts reach beyond your own community, then you do open yourself up to greater scrutiny. Mm. Because sometimes simple innocuous posts can be taken wildly out of context. And uh, parenting is hard enough as it is yeah, without having to deal with others' judgmental takes about how you're doing it all wrong. Uh, so. But I also have to be fair here because I'm from Mudsheet. We are a parenting platform. So we do put our children out there on Mudsheet. So recently, when the schools were reopening and to share the struggles of getting our kids ready for school, my son joined me in this fun reel that showed how chaotic school runs can be and my son was really happy about it he was really game um, he made some hilarious acting choices on his own during the shoot so my general and gut feel on this is that there is no great harm in sharing this little bit of fun online but as a general rule i would be hesitant to share certain content online for example i would highly discourage sharing nude bath time shots mm. And I also think that we have to be a bit more mindful about sharing photos of other people's children. Mm. Their beliefs and values might be different from ours. And I have seen friends covering other children's faces with emojis to protect their privacy because some parents have made the conscious decision to not have their children online. Um, and when it comes to my kids, right, the same kind of rules apply. They are old enough to be on their own social media accounts. So they are not to share certain information with strangers they meet online. They cannot share their full name, their physical address, the school they go to, their mm. phone numbers. You know, so this, these are basic stuff, right? Um, but essentially exploring privacy and what it means, the, the digital footprint that you want to leave behind. I think these are all issues that parents are still educating themselves on. They're still grappling with. So I think we are all just trying to navigate this the best we can. So in that interview, Suan also touched on videos and posts where minors are used to sell products, uh, monetization, which we've talked about quite a bit during the show today, and whether concerns for this differ compared to when parents parents are doing the content creation instead. Um, well, okay, this is an interesting conversation to have. And actually, it is very easy to judge parents when mm. they do this. But let's try and see this another way. Mm. Let's look at the content that they're making, right? Because I remember at one point when my son was younger, he would watch that YouTube channel, Ryan's World. Mm -hmm. He was one of the many, many, many million subscribers 
uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And on his channel, Ryan would review toys. And I can't deny that my son was influenced by this. He would try out the toys that he reviewed and want to play with. And as a kid influencer, he is incredibly successful mm. because he's essentially a kid, right? And he's talking to other kids in language they understand. Our take on this is that we do have to give parents the benefit of the doubt that mm. they do have their children's best interests at heart, that they might be thinking that this is a way to secure their children's future mm. um, and that parents are looking for best practices. We do not have all the answers and we need to constantly adapt, right? But yes, I do believe that some of the concerns are valid. Mm. We do recognize that this is not always the case. And this is when we have to go back to remembering that um, the children always comes first. We always have to make sure that their rights are protected. So we are seeing more countries now that are looking into regulating this as a preventative measure, right? Mm. To protect children from exploitation. And I'll take is that, yes, we welcome this. We should be looking at best practices, acceptable and reasonable code of conduct, labor laws that cover working hours, and so on. But to be honest, this can only do so much. At the end of the day, we do have to spend more time talking about media literacy, not just for parents, but for kids. And lastly, Najmin spoke about what parents can do better when it comes to teaching kids about online safety. Well, okay, I think what would be most effective is actually to have comprehensive media literacy programs in schools, right? Because Mm. sometimes parents are not equipped to have this kind of conversations at home. So they do really need support and help from government on that. But for parents who are more media savvy, Mm -hmm. um, who who would like to actually have this kind of discussions with their kids at home, I think we just need to understand certain things, right? I mean, teenagers they might not be ready for social media. I mean, they are more likely to process information with their emotions. They tend to misinterpret social cues. They do engage in dangerous and risky behavior. So for me, I simplify it with my kids to just practice three C's, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's simple to remember. The first C is conduct. It's just being mindful about how you act online. Um, second is content it's always to think about what you're sharing and the third C is caring it's, it's being thoughtful it's about being kind um, those are the three things when it comes to conduct itself but for parents I think it's useful mm-hmm. to first of all set boundaries um, when they're younger I think it's important to actually monitor use to monitor behaviour and to monitor content but that's in the early years, right? And then as they grow older, you have to actually gradually step back and you have to help kids build their own strategies for healthy use. Because as I said, I, I can't keep following my kids to all the different platforms out there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so the best way for you to do it is just to help them establish their own strategies. 
That was Najmin Tajuddin from Makshik, which is a Malaysian-based online parenting site for urban parents. To find the full interview, you can look up the podcast titled Parents, Should You Put Content of Your Kids Online? You can find that on our website, bfm.my, or on the BFM app. And that is just a little kind of extension of the conversation we've been having today about putting children online uh, from a parent's perspective. Although our show this evening has primarily been focused on teachers, because that is something that we've increasingly been seeing as well. Now, the messages are continuing to be very, generally speaking, just it's a no. Um, TIDJ, in fact, says no, just no. Can minors give informed expressed consent? This has to be illegal. The teacher in question should be charged with any set of laws applicable and should be made into an example to prevent other teachers from performing such irresponsible acts. And I think you know, TIDJ, you're not alone in feeling this strongly. Um, I, I think that there have been quite a few messages equally equally shocked by the fact that this is something that has been happening. Um, so, and that form about that point about informed consent is loud and clear too. Arsun says, not without informed consent, and if they're not old enough to give informed consent, then just no. Uh, Wendy says, privacy issues, children have rights as well, and consent is necessary. I don't agree to posting without both the consent of the child and the guardian. Doesn't matter if it's personal or commercial purposes. Adrian says, no one should be posting other children without consent, not just teachers, but also even friends. Um, Cameron Nizam says, for me, if it's for official activities by the school account, it's okay. But consent is a must, and it must be bound by certain rules and regulations and etiquette. Um, so this... So clearly it's important for schools to check. Uh, I think that actually a few people have been pointing out that they they have said yes in the past when when the school has bothered to check and when they've given that permission. So I agree. Uh, I think that that's, that's... I would still personally be uncomfortable with it, but I understand again that if it's in an official capacity, it's a little bit different. Adrian, your point about no one should be posting other children without consent is something that I personally agree with, but also find difficult to grapple with because this happens all the time, right? I mean, you hang out with your, your children, you hang out with your children or you hang out with your friends with children and everybody's taking photos and everybody shares it later. And there's just, it's so difficult to keep track. Um, again, even though for some of us, that feeling of, I don't understand why you would put kids up online is, is, a, is a very strong one. Um, okay, a couple of people talking about the job of teaching. Lokman says, professional employees, no matter what profession, are paid to do the job stipulated in their job scope during business hours. Is creating TikTok content during school hours part of a teacher's job scope? I think the answer is clear. Lokman, I think the answer is clear at the moment. My concern is that if this increasingly becomes popular and there's an increasing demand for it, who is to say that, I mean, we've seen all sorts of jobs start to include a social media component over time, where before it would have been unthinkable. So, I mean, I, I, I really see where you're coming from, but my concern is when we say, is it part of the job scope, whether it will always not be the case, and, and I'm not sure that that's true. Um, Has meanwhile, says... I feel as long as they adhere to the usual professional expectations, it's fine. I also feel like the issue is when you get a huge following, teachers need to be conscious about, cautious about who follows them. 
I get that it's difficult to keep track. That's where it's up to teachers to stick to the ethics of being a teacher and do what's right. Personally, I would not give consent because I know there are a lot of child predators out there. And that broadly, I think, is is everybody's concern, right? The the worry that you're exposing children to a wider block of people than you might actually be prepared for. Um, I'd like to close off with this from John because it actually echoes a call that came in much earlier in the show from Muhammad, and I think it's a point worth reiterating. John says, The content may seem positive to us. However, we may not know how it mentally impacts the children, especially as they're currently still in the development phase, regardless of whether consent is given. Consent may also be given forcefully due to pressure. And just to go back to what Muhammad said, our caller earlier, um, he had said, look, there's no way of knowing how um, there's no way of knowing whether consent was actually given properly and therefore it is the onus should be on the adult to not put the child in that situation to begin with and maybe you know that's where I've landed on today's show but keep those thoughts coming should teachers post about their students online um, you can whatsapp you can tweet us you've been listening to Inside Story BFM 89.9 Build Fairer Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.50 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn. And today it's a, it's a straightforward question, but a complicated backstory because we want to know do you think teachers should be using students as social media content? We're talking photos, we're talking videos. Uh, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note at 018-789-8899. Uh, you can drop a WhatsApp to that number and tweet us at BFM Radio. So this is coming because of a recent video that went viral. But generally speaking, this is and has been for a while now an ongoing trend. There's more than one influencer who does this. So it felt like, it felt timely uh, to talk about it. So if we head to the messages, uh, Nat says, no, this is wrong. I was with Teach for Malaysia for two years, and this is something we really stress on. You can't feature students in photos, let alone TikTok videos. Students love taking photos with teachers, but it's our job to tell them about consent and the importance of exposing themselves in social media. I used to tell my students to always ask for permission when taking photos, especially mine, and over time they understand and respect this practice. None of them follow me on social media because I don't accept their requests, and I tell them that I won't till they are over. 21. Teachers must understand the Child Protection Act and enforcement must be done right. Teachers and parents must work together on this. I'm no longer an educator, but I still have a strong stance on this and I still get invited to conduct onboarding volunteer tutors to stress the importance of this matter, which I'm very serious about. Most young tutors and teachers don't understand this. They love posting photos of themselves and their students on socials. This is not right. Nat, Thank you for sending that through, um, particularly your perspective on the ground and as somebody who has actually you know, thought about it quite a bit. I, I agree with you. I also think, though, that what your message highlights to me is the difficulty in ensuring that we all collectively agree. Because I think, in general, even among a group of colleagues, a group of friends, a group of whatever it may be, different people have hugely different personal tolerance for exposure online. Um, some people are comfortable documenting every part of their day, including everyone in the background or you know, people who are walking past, whatever it may be. Others won't post photos with their own face. So 
it's quite clear that different people view this differently. And so I think what you're highlighting is the need for a consensus, like how you personally feel about your social media use should not end up affecting that of a minor, which is what we're talking about here with students. And that, I think, is where this since you're talking about onboarding and all, that's where a, a clear-cut idea of a, of a program and all these different things, I think that's where that would come in. Uh, we also have Benjamin saying plenty of issues to discuss here. Firstly, the so-called spot check, so this is re- referencing the original video, even if it's with consent, shouldn't be for public display. Who's to say what is sensitive material that a student may have? Uh, secondly, recording children without consent is wrong. You can say the intent is good, but it will open a can of worms. It will enable more people to use the same argument to record children. Three, the use of social media at work. If teachers are on TikTok, who is teaching? Four, the promoting of social media to children at a very young age. The nature of the video may seem playful and fun, but there are layers of disturbing consequences that we we may not be ready to face. Benjamin, I think that you bring up a number of good points, um, particularly to do with with consent and intent, which I think is just so difficult to negotiate in this case. Um, Your point about the using of social media at work, I think, echoes very closely what we heard from our caller, Muhammad, earlier as well. Uh, Meanwhile, I think, okay, we do have a voice note that has come in. Hi, BFM. This is Aizol. In my opinion, uh, for those teachers that uh, took pictures with their students uh, for regular photos, I mean, the one for memories, I think that is something that uh, should be allowed. But other than that, when it comes to creating contents in social media, uh, especially when it involves mocking or ridiculing or make some actions of the students as funny for the purpose of content in social media, I think that one should be stopped. At, at least um, uh, consent of the parents uh, must be sought by the teacher before any such posting into his or her social media. Thank you. Thanks, Aizul. Um I think, you know, we've been talking so... Uh so sincerely and so wholesomely about posting online that, to be honest, I'm really glad you brought this up because it hadn't, I'd forgotten actually about this entire aspect of the conversation because right now we're debating whether or not people should be posting wholesome, quote-unquote wholesome content, funny things or or cute things. But actually you're right that there is this entire other thing that happens with teachers posting punishment, uh, with teachers posting things that they find funny that students do. And that is actually, you know, turning a corner into really becoming actively problematic. Similarly, Anonymous is saying, I'm glad this came up. I believe for all content going online to take a precautionary approach. I remember my niece being quite highly upset and traumatised when her teacher went around the classroom checking personal lunchboxes for non-halal food. And this was a Methodist school, by the way. So she would have been even further humiliated if this whole process was uploaded online. Anonymous, that's exactly it. I think that that matches up pretty closely to what Aizul was saying. Um, I think it also speaks to... It also speaks to, again, there's no accounting for the teacher. We are assuming that everybody is going to be posting along the same lines of just wanting to share funny things or wanting to share techniques. Um, But that 
really may not necessarily be the case. Jane is also sharing a personal experience. Yes, I did mind a great deal when the daycare which I trusted to care for my daughters after school posted some activities or acts of children, including mine, on their Facebook page. The page has such specific has such a specific address that the public can locate it easily. Now, where's the safety? With my children's whereabouts exposed to unknown people, their faces were clearly shown. Nobody said anything. It was as if I was the only dramatic parent. I hope daycare centre owners or operators would take this seriously and be more careful instead of seeking free publicity at the expense of children's safety and security. Jane, I'm sorry that that happened. Um, I can assure you that if I were at the same daycare <laughs> that you were using, you would not be the only dramatic parent. I I think that that's really, that's that's difficult, especially when you consider that now people can exactly locate where your kid is going to be. Um, It's not difficult to get a schedule. Like there's just a lot of things that are wrong with that. And again, goes back to you, we can't, it, it seems clear that we can't all agree or we don't all agree about what is or isn't acceptable in terms of safety, privacy, security online. Different people have different tolerances. But when it comes to how we think about children in this relation, um, we need to we need to have a code that we can all agree with, um, whether it is childcare, whether it's school. If you are going to be in a position of posting things of kids, we need to know where the line is. But keep those thoughts coming. Um, We are asking you, should teachers be using students as social media content, including posting their photos, their videos of students? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.